listening to Super Terrific Happy Hour with your host Scott J. Hoffman sitting here in the closet. That's right, and I'm not coming out. I'm staying in the closet. No, I literally am in my house in a closet because it's got the best audio. And everyone that I've told that to has said, you've got to be kidding me, and I say no. I'm literally recording inside a closet, door shut. I got a couple pairs of pants like rubbing against my head. I'm not joking. This is literally the podcast studio for the time being I might try to invest in something a little better you know get some uh, audio equipment but I'll be honest with you if I get that equipment I'll probably put it here in the closet so that's just kind of how I'm doing things but um, decided to start a podcast you know I've talked to a lot of people who um, are interested in the game Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, I, I say I know I know personally a lot of people, and I know of a lot of people that are doing vlogs. Vlogs seem like they have a higher level of creative freedom attached to them, but a lot more work. Like, I could literally sit here, record this in 30 minutes to an hour, edit it for 15 minutes, and post it. So the whole process within 90 minutes could be start to finish done. Whereas with vlogs, a lot more work's involved, and I'm not saying I'm lazy. But I'm also just saying I don't think my life's interesting enough to do a vlog, especially multi-vlogs, multiple vlogs per week. Just not my thing. Podcast, something I can do. As many of you know, most of you that know me know that I did radio, college radio, for about a decade. Uh, so, you know, I feel like I got that market kind of cornered. I know what I'm doing. I can talk. It's not a problem. Um, so that's why I decided to do a podcast. Now, what's this podcast going to be? Not really sure. Uh, going to be, you know, uh, uh, some people have asked me to do Nintendo stuff again. So I can certainly make Nintendo stuff a segment on the podcast. I'm not going to do an entire podcast on 8-Bit Nintendo because I feel like I've kind of, you know, that's kind of run its course. Um, plus, I haven't played an 8-Bit Nintendo game in, in years. Um, so I don't know that I'm even qualified to talk about Nintendo games anymore. But... Uh, that could certainly be a segment. I'll talk about what's going on in my life, talk about sports. I will have guests occasionally. Um, on this first episode, this pilot episode, I will have a guest. At least I'm planning to. I'm going to do it over Skype tomorrow. The audio quality will drop tremendously during that call uh, because I haven't yet figured out how to make it better. Uh, but I will have a guest. It's my brother. Uh, I can have a guest this week uh, to discuss the... Return of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That'll be later on the show, so stick around for that. Um, And I might have other guests in the future. I don't know. It just depends. Um, I really would like to figure out a way to have better call quality because I'd imagine most of the guests that I'd be able to get would have to be calling in. Uh, Don't have a lot of people here in the Denver area that are going to be able to come in and especially fit in this closet with me. It's just not a comfortable situation, so I don't know that that's necessarily going to work. But in any event, um, so again, there'll be guests... Uh, that'll show up from time to time. Uh, I'll talk sports, talk day-to-day mundane stuff, try to get some funny stuff in here so that it's actually entertaining and people want to listen to it. Um, But aside from that, I don't know. It's just going to kind of be whatever I want it to be. Um, I don't know how frequent it'll be. I'd like to do one a week. Uh, You know, if I really get the hang of it and really enjoy it, I might do it more frequently. If I don't, I might do it less frequently. I don't know. 
we'll have to see what happens. Uh, but I just kind of, you know, again, I listen to podcasts every single day, riding my bike to and from work, and I just wanted to jump back in the game. I said, this is something I can do. It's not that difficult. I've done this format before, so why not get back into it? So that's where we are here today. Um, so again, this is the pilot episode. It's October 1st. Uh, it's Sunday afternoon, and I'm sitting in a closet. So <laughs> so that's where my life is at this point. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with me and have stumbled upon the vlog, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I, wherever it is that I find the host of this, and I'm going to actually figure that out later on tonight, um, where you know I determine that makes the most sense for me to host my, my, my podcast. Um, wherever that is, uh, assuming there's some sort of feature, I assume there will be, where you can comment and react to my podcast, please do so. Feedback, whether positive or negative, is, is all good in my opinion. I want to know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, things you want to hear about. Um, any tips, if you, if you know of something I'm doing that's annoying, something I'm doing that you think I can do better, obviously always, always welcome to hear that sort of feedback, and I'm open to that sort of conversation. So please do not hesitate to reach out and do that. And also, I assume, wherever I post this, I'll also be able to put other ways to contact me, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, um, whatever I'm able to do there. So looking forward to that and just being able to build this and really get back into the game. Again, I did college radio for 10 years. I'm now many years at, outside of college, and I'm just over 10 years um, outside of doing that show. So I haven't done any sort of format like this at all in a very long time. I don't think it's a skill that I've lost. I think it basically is, for me at least, like riding a bike. I know some people aren't able to ride bikes, even if they did it when they were a child as an adult, but I can. Um, and we'll, we'll go more down that path in future podcasts, I'm sure. Um, you know, when I tell tales from commutes, um, tales from my commute, rather, because I, as someone who rides my bike to work, 22 miles round trip every day, I have some interesting stories. I've been hit a couple times. You know, these things happen, okay? Not a big deal, but could be entertaining, could be something to talk about. So, in any event, that's kind of the introduction. Um, in terms of how long I expect these to be, I really don't know. Honestly, I do not know, but um, I'll try to keep them to a reasonable time length. I know when I'm listening to podcasts, sometimes they go you know, hour and a half, two hours plus, and it just kind of, no matter who it is, no matter what the subject matter, the topic matter is, if you're talking about it for two hours or more, it just, uh, come on, you know, next, next topic. It gets a little old, so um, I'll do my best to not be over and above that mark, but we shall see. We shall see how it ends up. So in any event, uh, that's the introduction. I, I don't know what I'm going to call it exactly. My, my radio show for a long time in college was a super terrific happy hour. I might stick with that. Um, I might change it again. This is the pilot episode, so everything is subject to change in all facets of the medium. Um, so definitely stick around and, and see what that's going to be like. So first thing I wanted to start out with here, um, and I made this list of topics a while ago, and you'll be able to tell that <laughs> based on what the list of topics is, but I did want to do a quick, uh, recap, if you will. I don't even know if they still have this item, but several, probably months ago now, Burger King came out with something called Mac and Cheetos. And um, they 
you know, they, they mixed, they mixed, they didn't mix anything. They stole the um, song Return of the Mac, which was a great song from the 80s. They stole that and used it in their advertising. And instead of Return of the Mac, oh no, all the stuff like I said, it just said Return of the Mac, Cheetos. Very catchy. I like the campaign. So much so, and I'm a Burger King fan. When you talk about, and we can talk about this in a later show as well, when you talk about fast food places, Burger King is in my top three. It really is. I, I don't know why, but I'll eat Burger King 100 times out of 100 before I'll eat McDonald's. When we're talking about dinner, McDonald's breakfast is pretty good, but that's a different conversation. So Burger King came out, came out with the Mac and Cheetos, and a few weeks after they came out with it, I said, i got to try this. So I went to my local Burger King in the rain. I remember it was a very rainy dark and stormy. Um, and I got, along with my regular meal, I got an order of the mac and cheese. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I'm a huge mac and cheese fan. I'm a huge fan of Cheetos. Mac and Cheetos as a combination is not a good thing. You'll just have to take my word for it. Um, you could barely taste the Cheetos. The mac and cheese portion of the mac and Cheetos was not good. The actual macaroni was overcooked. The actual cheese was not tasty. It had a, wait for it, shockingly, it had a very, uh, very processed taste to it. Not an enjoyable experience. So, bottom line, if in fact they are still serving mac and Cheetos at your local Burger King and you decide that you might want to go out there and check them out, do not get mac and Cheetos. All right positive return of the Mac in terms of the Mac and Cheetos for Burger King. But anyway, like I said, that's probably old news by now. I think that came out. I think the Mac and Cheetos, uh, you know, promotion started back in May or something. So it's, it's kind of old hat at this point. Speaking of things that are old hat that have been on my list of topics for a long time, uh, I would also include, and this happened during shark week, which I think was in August, maybe late July shark week on discovery channel for whatever reason, Discovery Channel just crushes it every year. When they, I don't know why they don't have Shark Week like every month. They make a lot more money on advertising revenue. But um, part of Shark Week this year, which again, for those of you who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know this, Shark Week is just where you have, it's a week-long celebration of the shark on Discovery Channel where they have all shark-related programming. And for some reason, this fascinates middle America and I guess the rest of America too because, like I said, they get huge ratings during Shark Week. The big get this year, the big, the big, um, you know, programming mastermind idea was to have Michael Phelps, multi-time medal-winning, pot-smoking, lift-having um, Olympian swimmer uh, race a shark. That that was how it was advertised. Phelps versus a shark. Who's gonna win? All right, Hayseeds. We all know. They're not going to put Michael Phelps in a big water tank going against a shark, literally. We, we all knew there was going to be some catch. Uh, they'd done this before where they had um, they had a sprinter go against a giraffe. I believe the sprinter was actually uh, Sean... What was Sean's last name? I think it, I'm pretty sure this was the guy that did it. He was actually a sprinter for... He went, he went to Clemson, and he like was in my class, like he graduated the same time I did. Sean, I can't remember Sean's last name. But anyway, I'm pretty sure he was the one that raced the giraffe. But it wasn't like 
they both lined up because you can't get a giraffe to like get into the blocks and I you know actually only go when the gun actually the giraffe probably would run <laughs> when the gun is fired but it's hard to get a giraffe to run straight down a hundred meter you know course so um, again you know they were way apart I, I don't even remember how they did it but it was ridiculous it was not a true line up next to the animal and, and sprint kind of a thing as again as you would expect how are you possibly going to get a giraffe to run down a track it's not going to happen so when I heard about the Phelps thing I was like well this will be interesting you know maybe they'll just have a shark somehow they'll be able to figure out you know how fast a shark shark can swim a certain amount or a certain distance and then love Phelps do the same thing in a pool and they'll see who has a faster time but it was an hour-long show. I was like, how the hell are they going to fill this time slot if the the get is to actually have them race? But you can't have them race each other, obviously, in the water at the same time because the race would end poorly for one person, one person only, and that's Michael Phelps, also known as Chum Boy, because the shark would just come over and eat him. Which, by the way, talk about the highest-rated show in Discovery Channel history. Uh, that would be it, because it would leak well beforehand. <laughs> You guys got to watch this. Phelps is eaten by a shark. Um, but obviously that's not what happened. So just out of pure curiosity, I said, I got to watch this. Did I watch the whole show? No, because I knew an hour long show, turn on about 50 minutes in and you'll see the gist of what you need to see um, in order to you know get the idea of what was going on with the show. Sure enough, turn it on around 45 minutes in, I think it was. Um, and basically what they had done, they did have... Uh, which I, I guess just added to the drama somehow. They did have Phelps actually swimming, I believe it was off the coast of Australia, in what were known to be shark-infested waters. However, they had all these, like, little beacons down in the water, and of course there's lots of boats. Sharks weren't going to be anywhere near the scene that they had set up, but they wanted to simulate... Um, I said stimulate. They wanted to simulate as much as possible the true, you know, the true uh, variables, the, the, the true factors that the shark goes through as well. So they had them in, you know, real water, natural water. I think it was, you know, at, at a cooler time of year. So he was in a full shark suit, coincidentally. And basically what they had him do is they had him swim, I believe it was 75 meters to see how quickly he could do it. And what they had done is they had also simulated how long it would take a shark in the same scenario to swim the same distance. So kind of a cop-out, kind of silly. I mean, definitely silly. Who am I kidding? But that was the idea is, you know, a shark from basically from rest how fast could they swim the same distance versus Michael Phelps? Now, similar to the sprint that they did years earlier, where it was a, you know, Olympic medal winning sprinter versus a giraffe. In the beginning, the human had a huge lead because let's be honest, Michael Phelps jumping off of a boat, swimming to another boat. He's going to keep a steady pace all the way through a shark in the same scenario you know, they're going to start going and then, all right, maybe they pick up the speed eventually, then they get up to speed. And especially when you talk about the sprinter versus the giraffe, you know, giraffe's a lanky bastard. He's going to start off a little slow and eventually get to that gallop. And, and by the way, for those of you that didn't see it, the giraffe eventually smoked the sprinter, as you would expect. But anyway, so 
Michael Phelps takes off, and the way they actually aired it was they had a <laughs> a very poorly drawn CGI shark, quote unquote, in the water with Phelps at the same time. So he's swimming from one boat to this boat 75 yards away, and they had a shark supposedly coming from you know 20 yards away and then turning and doing the same swimming the same line. And again, they had based this off of measurements they had taken from a shark and various speeds and how they accelerate and what their top speed is and all this other stuff. They could be completely fabricating. I have no idea. In any event, same thing happened here as did happen. Sorry to ruin the surprise if you guys have it on your DVR. But if you do, you've had it on there for two months, so too bad. Uh, The shark beats Phelps by a pretty substantial margin. Um, and I, I later found out that apparently early in the episode, Phelps kind of knew what the time was he needed to hit. And he knew the distance. So he, so he was training specifically for that distance. Like, that makes any difference. But in any event, um, so that was the human versus shark that the Discovery Channel tried to publicize. And it's just ridiculous. It's It's, it's a silly idea. No one really thought they were going to be in the tank at the same time or in the, God forbid, in the open water. Forget about that. Um, so, if you missed it, get in. Let's just put it to you that way. Okay. So now we're going to go to a phone call. Again, I apologize. The sound quality is going to be lower than you would expect. Um, but we're going to bring in my brother. And we're going to discuss the season opener of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is airing tonight. This phone call is subsequent to that, but uh, enjoy. So let's talk Curb season opener. Season 9, episode 1. Season 9, episode 1. I believe it's called Foisted. Which, Foisted? I don't know if you knew this. That's actually a word. Yeah, of course like, I knew that. I, I, Fucking I never, moron, you I, didn't know that was a word? I've never heard that word before. Did you know that that's what it meant, was to push something off on someone else? Yes. All right. Well, I guess I'm a fucking idiot. Every, everyone knows that. All right. Well, now now everyone does because of this <laughs> because of this episode of Curb. Um, excellent episode, obviously. Before I move on to the actual episode itself, since we started out talking about words, I am now going to have Lampin in my everyday lexicon for the rest of my life. I, was, I still don't really know what the hell it means. But I think that yeah. was an excellent creation by J.B. Smoove. So I feel like there's a lot of, like, setup things in this episode that'll, like, pick up later in the season. Like, Lampin. There are some other things. Shit, I meant to write them down. I can't remember right off the top of my head. I'm sure they'll come up where I feel yeah. like it'll get picked up later. You think so? Like, he, he left a lot of meat out there, I felt like, in a lot of the jokes. Well, I mean... like he. You come he back after seven it. years, he had a lot of he had a lot of material to cover, I'm sure, and so he wanted to make sure he got through it all. True. Well, I mean, like for instance, like the, uh, I mean, we can get into a minute, but like the haircut price, like right, she charged him double, but there was like no explanation. That is true. I I don't know that that's going to come up. Again. I don't I don't think we'll I see mean, those characters that's again. That's not a great example. I don't know if that will right. come up again, but it, it seemed weird that they didn't like play that out they more. didn't tie that loose end yeah yeah no i i don't disagree i just i don't know that i don't know what more you can do other than have him destroy a relationship <laughs> essentially over the double cost that he was charged for the haircut because he came in at the wrong time 
when the bride and groom, if you will, were arguing with each other, which that whole angle was one of many hilarious plot lines, I thought. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Not that we're going to go through blow by blow in the episode, but the opening scene with him in a shower, <laughs> I thought was a unique choice. But it's funny yeah. because I can totally feel his frustration. I've done that exact thing before when you can't get the shampoo or the soap or whatever out of the container. You just start throwing well, yeah, it against so the wall and trying everything you can to get it out. It had a pump thing, and normally right. you like unlock it by turning one way or the other, and yep. it, sometimes it sticks like that. But right. um, I learned today that he like recently turned 70. I don't know if I need to see 70-year-old Larry David <laughs> shirtless. Multiple times. It's it, yeah. it was it bookended the show. It started and ended with him in the shower. Yeah, a lot of Larry David nipple action in this yeah, episode. A lot of new Larry. You're right. I could do without it, but it was still entertaining. <laughs> But yeah, sure. they, I mean, it's sort of a throwback to the uh, opening of the packaging in season seven, maybe. I think it was season seven, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. Am I keeping you awake? No, I mean, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> I was breathing. I wasn't yawning. Sure, sure you were. Um, so, I, I mean, honestly, I felt like this episode, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's because it hasn't been on for a while. Uh-huh. Like, I was talking to somebody at work today, like, some of the, like, camera stuff, like the beginning with, like, the drone shot where it flies I was going to make that comment. Everything is using a drone shot nowadays. I wasn't too surprised to see that, but that was definitely very un But it didn't feel – yeah, it didn't feel curb. It didn't feel sort of like yeah. slice of life. It was very grand. Right. And seemingly unnecessarily so. Do you think that they've, like – they've glitzed it up now? I mean, I don't know that. I was just like, this. it didn't feel like it was part of the curb world. I mean, the show hasn't been on for six years. So obviously, things are going to update. Everyone looks a little older. Right. Like, I feel like especially Jeff and Susie look a lot older. Susie definitely did. You could tell they were trying to hide it with makeup or something, but it wasn't It wasn't working. The gig was up for her. Yeah. No, I agree, and, and you're right. And I, I didn't realize how old Larry was until I saw that myself. I knew he was an older gentleman, but... To see that he's actually yeah, I 70, I was like, wow. I would have guessed 50s, maybe 60s. I wouldn't have thought he was 70. Yeah, so all the more impressive. So, <laughs> you, so you're saying that you were less than impressed with... I mean, it was still funny. I just felt like it... I mean, maybe it's because I've been, like, re-watching older seasons recently, not, like, sequentially. I've just been sort of watching some episodes and things. Yeah. And clips online. Right. And, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan of the show. This episode, like like I was saying, I felt like a lot of it was kind of set up for the whole season. Obviously, they're going to continue this fatwa yes, plot line clearly throughout the season. Because at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he's going to do another musical. Right. Sort of like season four, which yeah, I was about actually to say really like that season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously that's not going to happen. Spoiler alert. No, obviously not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, you, you could see in the the, you know upcoming clips that they showed for next week's episode that, you know, he's going to apparently move out of his house. J.P. Smoove is upset because <laughs> it's going to mess up all the, the bitches he had lined up to come see him at that address. Which I a lot of bitches a, know my number, yeah, my address. <laughs> my address, which I thought was an excellent little scene there. But um, so, yeah, clearly a lot is going to happen, going to change settings to some extent. And uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not worried about the show. It just, it seemed like, I mean, obviously we were like catching up on some of the characters and sort of 
setting the pace for the season. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, definitely there are funny parts. Okay, good. That's what I'd say. I, I thought it was <laughs> – maybe it's just because I hadn't seen it in such a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched, it, I watched it twice. I watched it last night and I watched it again t- today. Yeah. Like during when I was supposed to be working. But Well, me too. That's, that's how <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, so what were your other uh, – what, what was your thought on, on Cheryl being back in the mix? So I – I did. I thought they had gotten back together. I didn't realize they were still divorced. No, I think they're still fully divorced. I don't remember that. Well, clearly she doesn't. Well. She doesn't live with him. <laughs> yeah, of course. And she was. I mean, I. Cheryl's a good foil. She's never been like. She's not like super funny. No, you know, she's always. She's the straight man. She yeah. She Woman definitely plays case. it well. Yes. Um. And I. I mean her. Obviously, her involvement in this episode was pretty minimal, but yeah. I'm I'm glad she's back. I mean, the when you know with the season with the blacks, the family, yes. the blacks. Obviously, yes. Leon is like a huge addition to the show from that, right? But like, uh, what's her name? The actress that played Black, yeah. his girlfriend. I know you're talking about. But I can think of her name. Vivica Fox. Like, yes. I don't know. She was okay. She had. I mean, she had some good scenes, but. She was just additional sass that I didn't think the show needed, to be honest with you. <laughs> and the rest of their family. Yeah, like that was the auntie. It was just so silly, and they—they they were all playing, yeah. you know, stereotypical characters. That I agree, didn't really add anything in terms of originality, at least. But anyway. Um, um, oh, that was another sort of storyline that I thought was just kind of abrupt. Was the whole like texting about the death of the parakeet? Right. I mean, I, th- I thought it was funny, but as it's, it's there are a couple of things like that that seem like kind of one-offs. It was just a way that, to get Richard Lewis in the episode, I suppose, which I'm always against, but I understand <laughs> they're friends, so so be it. Yeah. Yeah. Enough with Richard Lewis. I was glad to see that Mary wasn't featured. Yeah. Good point. I was like, we we don't need her. <laughs> it's, it's, speaking it's, of it's, getting older too, Richard Lewis is looks like the crypt keeper. <laughs> yeah, seventy-year-old mullet man. It's not yeah. a good look. <laughs> it's not, it's not in vogue anymore. So, um, I wanted to talk. I've only listened to one episode of that origins thing, um, mm-hmm. and it was actually the first one. I listened to it riding my bike home tonight in the rain in thirty-degree weather. I don't want to talk about that, but um, sounds awesome. It was one of the top five coldest I've ever been in my life. But, uh, wow, that's pretty, that's saying a lot. The drenching rain. I literally got home. I couldn't untie my shoes because my hands were frozen in position. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, the origins, it's a, it's, is it a six part, five part put on by, is it NPR that put it together? No, it's, uh, the guy's name is James Miller. Okay. I don't, I, I think he's a journalist, but, um, I mean, we talked about this a little before. I, I thought it was interesting. It's it kind of felt like a puff piece about curb your enthusiasm, to be honest. Like there, I I didn't feel like I gleaned a lot from that information. There's some backstory, which is like Larry and JB Schmoove hit it off. Wow, right I mean, yeah, good to know that. Excellent Probably journalism. Probably figured that out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and all the I mean, obviously all the actors, whenever they get interviewed, they're like, "We love working with Larry. It's his story." He comes up with this, and then we improvise it. Um, right. But, I mean, once you hear that one time, I don't feel like you need to hear it 
for hours and hours. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I just listened to the first episode today. It it does give the backstory of kind of how Larry started. He was a writer for SNL. He was on Fridays. He was this the, somewhat of a beatnik comedian before his time, meaning he wasn't <laughs> up there with a tie and jacket trying to impress people. He just didn't give a shit. He was just going to go up there and talk about what he thought was funny, and if you liked it, good. If you didn't, that was fine by him. Um, but it, it, you know, it, it it talked about his relation, how he how he knew Richard Lewis, um, how he knew some of those older guys, and um, it really focused mainly on the first episode focused mainly on the production of the pilot for Curb, which was the yeah that the was mockumentary. I, did, I didn't realize they were like it was supposed to be sort of a, a mockumentary one-off. about him doing stand up. Yep, yep. So that was that, that's that was not in the Curb series, is it? No, it's a separate thing. I've seen it. It's funny, I, I didn't see it until that. a few seasons into Curb. It just came on HBO, and on a whim I saw it and I watched it. And it's really good. It's really funny. I'll have to watch that, then. As you might imagine, as a fan of the show. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, that was I, – I agree. I've only listened to one episode, but I agree. It's not, it's not opening up doors that I – you know, I was unaware of what was behind them. So Yeah, I mean, it's mildly interesting. Right. It's sort of like what we're doing, I guess. Well, mildly interesting. I'd like to think we're above that bar, but <laughs> if we're setting a low bar, I'll put the blame squarely on you at this point. Fair enough. Um, I'll accept that blame. I figured you would. So, any other uh, thoughts, comments, scenes um, that we missed? Well, we did, so there was kind of the lesbian thing with the mm-hmm. wife and husband, which was pretty good. Right. Um, the constipation. Which, uh, played by, uh, Carrie, Carrie, yeah, from Portlandia and, uh, Slater Kinney. Right. Um, like I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. And again, like the sort of talking about like the toilet seat, like making a toilet for your desk chair. That was the only thing that really kind of disappointed me. I was like, that's such a hack. (laughs) <laughs> joke and he's trying to make it seem like it's this great idea i mean i know he's joking but like it's, it's a great idea he came up with i'm like no but again like it's i totally feel like humor. that's something yeah. he would like i'm surprised they didn't take it out farther right right i mean mostly that felt like just a, an excuse to have leon riff about what he's done while constipated that is true <laughs> which was one of the more entertaining bits of the show i think i shot a porno <laughs> you did what you shot a porno while constipated <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty good for sure. <laughs> but uh, her character, I mean, I so since Larry will not be going to New York to make his Fatwa musical, I assume she may stay on the thing and be foisted. Back I mean, to that's him. sort of what Susie was implying, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Or I mean, it was sort of just a callback, but yeah, you could I, imagine she might stay on this show. I feel like she's going to circle back and end up with Larry again, just because he ends up doing that. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Because I didn't think her part was bad. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good premise. Part of it was I'd seen it, like, in the trailer, so it wasn't yeah. as funny. Yep. Um, which always sucks when, like, some of the funny bits you've already seen. But I know. still good. Still funny nonetheless, <laughs> given given fresh context. I agree. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? That's about it for the show. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about the whole sort of fatwa premise? Obviously, you 
he has a musical and they're bringing it in that he's sort of under attack. Right. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. I haven't really like thought in my mind where he might take it, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a string that's going to last the entire season. I don't know if he's going to resolve it in the next episode or two and then move on to something else. And then, you know, potentially by episode three or four, even be able to get the musical back into production because he has yeah, some sort of mea culpa and, you know, everybody forgives him and gives him a second chance. That doesn't seem like a typical curb line, but or curb, you know, string of events. But it yeah, could yeah. Be. But it also, I mean, if it doesn't, it kind of sets up this like potentially annoying thing where he's like fearing for his life the whole season, which doesn't seem super funny. Right. Yeah, that's true. A little too manic, even for even for Larry, <laughs> if that's a thing. But yeah, we'll see. We could speculate, I suppose. But so, did you watch? Did you watch that clip from the Today Show? That I, sent I did. You? Yes, I did. So I love how Matt Lauer. So in the interview, Matt Lauer says, uh, "So the whole show's improvised, and and the cat. He's Larry's there with the cast, and he says, right. and they're actually Jeff is explaining like." Well, Larry writes the scene, and then we just make up the dialogue, and there are certain beats that he wants us to hit. Right. And Matt Lauer, for some reason, could not understand this. <laughs> so I, he's like, so it's so he, it's written or it's improvised? I'm like, listen, you dumbass. They fucking have an outline, and there are points you have to hit, but well, you get there however you want to. It's because Matt Lauer has had a 25-year career where he just reads things off of a teleprompter, so the concept mm -hmm. of – Making it up on the fly is something that he's not exactly comfortable with. That's why but I think he's so. Does he kind of do that? I mean, he like. He I don't think so. I assume he he wants to ask people. I and mean, he asks them and gives them a little bit of leeway to talk about other stuff. Maybe, right? but I think if they ever take a a left hand turn <laughs> off of the path, he probably goes back. To, he probably says, "Cut for a minute." Goes back to a producer, and they're like, "All right, now these are the questions." <laughs> oh yeah, that's ask. true. Oh okay. More takes. I got you. I got you. I mean, he's. I mean, one thing. One thing they did talk about in that Origins podcast, and they sort of mentioned in that interview, is like yeah. how Larry cracks up more than anyone else, like laughing yep. at himself. Yeah, they mentioned that on that Today so, Show puff piece. Yeah. So I guess uh, there, yeah, obviously there are takes and curb too, but. Of course. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was yeah that that Today Show thing, which I guess was probably filmed last week or something, because it was. Yeah, I guess so, because it was pre premiere. Yeah. They mentioned I, don't, I mean, came, I watched it on YouTube. It just popped up, so I was like, oh, right. I'll see what. And I remembered why I don't watch the Today Show, because it's fucking terrible. One of many reasons. <laughs> it's a pretty terrible show, that's for sure. Can't deny that. I don't even know who that new co-host, Des, is. I'm not familiar with her, but... I think she's been on for like 10 years. Has she really? No. Oh. Like I yeah, said, new co Savannah Guthrie. It's not Katie Couric anymore. <laughs> Wasn't that just last six months ago or something? <laughs> I feel like that was very yeah. recent. That it was Matt Lauer and Katie Couric. You know, Katie Couric has a podcast. Well, let me get my phone right now and start downloading it. What's it called? I think boredom. Uh, I have no idea what it's called. Oh. Um, I think she's actually more entertaining as a podcast host than as whatever you want to call her before journalist. You know, I like to say that I'll give anything a shot, but I would not even waste my time trying that out. There's no – that'd be like if you told me, hey, Oprah has a podcast. Really? <laughs> Oprah probably does have a podcast. I'm certain she does. I'm positive she does, and I'm Audio. sure she – Yeah. <laughs> you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Yes, Thanks, Harper. Give shit away and have has uh, yeah. people's reactions. Well, if I was worth 
$1.2 billion, I'd start my own podcast and give shit away too. Sounds like a fun idea. One day I'll get to that level. <laughs> Sweet. Due to the revenue, me? the revenue that will be flowing in from this podcast <laughs> and I'll start giving away things. Can't wait. The ads will just come rolling in. Oh, you have no idea. I'm already, I'm, I'm already making plans. Um, so what else is on this week's show? So, are we done talking about curbs? Or? Yeah, I think we're done talking about curb. Um, so <laughs> I, like you, had an outdated list that I was just trying to clear some old things off of. <laughs> um, one of the things I mentioned, or actually all of this will be earlier than I, I mix this in, but one of the things was uh, Burger King had a – I think they still have it, but they had a product called Mac and Cheetos. Did you ever try that out? No, I've never heard of it. What is it? Really? Is it Cheetos mixed in with mac and cheese? It looks like a puffed Cheeto from the outside, but on the inside is macaroni and cheese. Oh, that sounds terrible. Exactly right. And when you listen to the podcast, <laughs> you'll hear the part where I give my uh, consumer report on mac and Cheetos. Oh, so you tried it? I tried it. I actually got some. And? Poor decision. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. So are they crispy on the outside and then like gooey on the inside? They're supposed to be, but not really. They're not as crispy as you'd like. They just kind of – you're just kind of biting into a – like a dead fish in terms of the texture, and then you're just mm. chewing over-processed mac and cheese, and there, you, you get the Cheetos you know, glaze on your fingers, but that's really the only Cheetos <laughs> aspect. <laughs> that's the only benefit to eating it yeah, in this format. Yeah, it's just not – it's just not So what's – like what's the diameter? Is it like a hot dog or – No, it looks – again, that? it looks like the, the – you know, the Cheetos puffs. Yeah. The cheesy poos, if you will. It's just like a bigger version of that. Like I think in an order you got four or five of them. So it's kind of like a mozzarella stick. Yeah, that's that's a good comparison. Huh. Weird. Yeah. So we actually went to uh, Burger King this weekend. I saw that uh, on Instagram. We stopped in uh, to uh, get something to drink, and uh, whew, Burger King is. I mean that one maybe maybe solely. I don't know if it's representative of the entire chain, but. Man, it was a shithole. <laughs> we went to the bathroom and there were like broken tiles. It looked like someone was trying to hide like a bag of money and didn't do a good job putting the floor tile back on. Did you check to see if there was a bag of money underneath the floor tile? Uh, no, I was, oh. was trying to avoid falling into whatever was underneath that. <laughs> I was taking the girls to the bathroom, so I was just like, don't uh, touch anything, don't touch anything. Right. And just the whole place just looked kind of like Well, I mean, I, I think we'd probably say that about any fast food chain, depending on where you are. There's going to be nicer ones and, and less. Yeah, nicer. I guess that's true. Were this you in, one. Were you in West Baltimore or something? No, we were uh, Good. Uh, somewhere in Maryland. Who knows? Okay. We went We went for a hike and oh, stopped. I see. So somewhere in northeastern Maryland, maybe? Oh. Do you, you, you see the Blair Witch? Is that where... Blair Witch lives? I don't know. Yes, we saw the Blair you Witch. You did? Oh. To answer your question. <laughs> yes, you. and. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, and. <laughs> Improv skills. Come on. Here we go. Um, well, that's good. I'll, I can't look. I can't wait to see those pictures in a couple weeks when I'm visiting um, of the Blair Witch. You've captured her. Um, so that. Yeah, and then I vomited all over the floor. <laughs> we, we can tell that story on a later podcast. My brother vomiting all over the Northeast Columbia movie theater after watching The Blair Witch because he apparently has uh, issues with moving cameras. In any event. Oh, my God. I felt so sick. Plus, I was eating a colossal bag of Dale popcorn. Well, 
When you get free popcorn from the theater, it's bound to come all back over up. the floor. Yeah, that was... Didn't you tell me that because we saw that like as a preview the night before that like it just sat there in the movie theater? Yeah, nobody, all night long. nobody cleans it up in the midnight movie. Oh my god! So the morning cleaning crews came into. A <laughs> they came into vomit. the real horror. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That was the, the <laughs> horror film that night. Um, so anyway, somehow we went from Mac and Cheetos to you vomiting all over the Windsong Theater in Columbia. I, I think I think that's a good pairing, actually, Yeah, based good. on your description. Good point. Um, and then the only other thing that really – the only other main topic that I covered was the uh, – during Shark Week about a month ago – I don't know if you saw this or not, but they had a special where Michael Phelps – Swam against a shark. That was the big thing they were promoting. Yeah. Oh yes, I've heard they a lot about a shark. It. Yeah. And I just talked about the idiocy that was that entire little uh, piece that Discovery Channel put up there. Yeah. So apparently they they made it clear, quote unquote, that he wasn't actually going to be racing a shark. Well, no all shit. The promo- <laughs> all the promotional materials certainly made it sound like he's going to be in the water right. swimming against a shark. It was almost false advertising. He was in the water. Off the coast of Australia, I think it was. And he was swimming against a shark that was computer-generated. So that's as close as he came. Now, as I mentioned earlier, they made it seem as though he was in waters off the coast of Australia that are known for sharks being there. (laughs) But certainly, you never actually see one. I'm sure they had all sorts of electronic beacons out in the water to prevent sharks from ever coming anywhere near the 21-time Olympic Olympic medal earner eh, and resident not. pot smoker. Yeah, I I'd be okay if <laughs> Michael Phelps got eaten by a shark. That'd be the greatest news of the day. It'd be hilarious. I don't know about that. They uh, uh, oh, I was reading something that said like even if they did want to, him to race like against an actual shark, like the shark doesn't know it's racing, so it would exactly like, be like, what the fuck are we doing? It's <laughs> just like I'm looking for shit to eat. Yeah, a shark is an animal that moves all the time. It's either looking to eat or fuck, I would assume. Like, that's that's all a shark thinks. That's very carnal. It has no other agenda other than those two things. So, again, it would either kill Michael Phelps or, you know, have its way with Michael Phelps. Equally entertaining. Yeah, they'd have to, like, cut his toe and put a cage or a fence between them to at least have him, like, go in the same direction, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's ridiculous. And you can listen to I compared it to other stunts they've done before. With humans racing animals, like the sprinter that sprinted against a giraffe, which is just silliness to find. But <laughs> a giraffe? Are giraffes known for their speed? No, and that's the point. <laughs> like have them sprint against a cheetah or something, an ostrich. I don't know anything. Or like an orangutan. I don't know about orangutan. <laughs> anything. Yes, anything the speedy a, orangutan <laughs> that everyone knows about. What the hell are you I talking feel like about? That. I feel like that would be faster than a giraffe. At least it's a primate. Like there's you're some right. like biological comparison. I mean, uh, again, <laughs> like, fact, I've, I've never seen a giraffe do anything but sort of like mosey around and like sway its head. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever seen it like do a trot. They are speedsters out on the uh, safari land there. I, don't know if you know I guess that. they got to run away from lions or something. Maybe? That's very good. That's exactly what it was. That's what they talked about. Um, so but what's the top speed of a giraffe? Faster than a human, apparently, because the human lost. <laughs> oh, really? As you might expect. Yes, giraffe. of course. <laughs> was, did the giraffe, like, stick its neck out to have a photo no, finish? No, there was no need to lean. 
It had him by several gallops. I, I feel like it could have a sizable advantage just based on physiology <laughs> that way. I would think so. But again, if the giraffe is smart enough to actually lean or stick its head up, then he's he's winning in the bio, biology department to begin with. So good on him. Oh, man. Anyway, so those are basically the two topics that I covered. And I just gave an intro to the pod and talked about what's, uh, you know, the plans for the future. Trying to trying to do it weekly, maybe, hopefully. I'm thinking, yeah, do weekly. I'm thinking that uh, in two weeks when I'm in Maryland, we could actually do a pod from a live outside Baltimore. Not a live, yeah. no, not a live podcast, <laughs> but just record hey, the whole thing in the same live way. recording. Oh, that? live recording. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, That'd we be can fun. still edit it, so not really live. Obviously, <laughs> this <laughs> this will be edited heavily. Believe you me. <laughs> um, it'll just be slow fade outs and then fade back in. Oh, we missed four minutes of that conversation. Yeah, because it was boring. We just need to get some advertisers between now and then. We could just there you go. Have ads every five seconds. Seamlessly plug them in, like Bill Simmons does. <laughs> Um, quick break. Yeah, let me let me take a quick minute to talk about this. It's so natural. Anyway, it's it's funny. Like sometimes I think he actually says it with the guests. I there. don't think so. I used to Not, think that. I mean, but, when he's doing it like with House or uh, well, Cousin Sal. Yeah, that's true. That is true. He might do live reads well, versus like because they'll interject. I mean, that obviously gives away that they're. You know, yeah, yeah, but I mean, even if they don't, like, yeah, I don't know. You could just mute them. That's probably true, I suppose. But yeah, it's so bad. It's like a different tone. He's like an oh, octave so? lower in the I've volume. Never, I've never noticed a drastic sound difference. I mean, I guess with like the KD interviewers, like yeah, yeah, Andy Samberg, there's a right quality difference. Right, that's what I mean. You can you can hear that I, as well. But, I hear what you're talking about. Yeah, picking up when I'm putting. So, down. are we talking about any basketball tonight? Or are we? I mean, we could. I feel like that's a. But we'd be going down a long road if we started talking basketball, because I got plenty sure. to talk about on basketball. We'll save that for next week. A lot of basketball talk. We'll save All that right. for next week. I did just finish watching the Lakers preseason opener, though, along with I watched the entire summer league. So yeah, there's tons we could talk about. All sorts of trades. Wait, a lot did of uh, going on. so did they win their first preseason game? Uh, no, they lost to Minnesota. How it was Minnesota? actually a pretty good team. They got Jimmy Butler now. They got. Um, who else did they pick up? Oh, that well, they still have Andrew Wiggins, obviously. I can't remember who's on any fucking teams because like it's it's tough. Rosters are like completely changed. It's really tough. So. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, and then like, I have no idea who's on the Bulls now because Dwayne Wade's Nobody. gone. Jimmy Butler's gone. Nobody's on the Bulls anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know I what know they got? They like, got a sack of potatoes in those trades. I they're feel totally like. fucking tanking this year, but yeah. like. They, they must they must pick up some veterans or something. Right. Somebody you've heard of. Yeah, and obviously the, the whole OKC situation I think would be interesting to discuss now that you have um you know, obviously Westbrook with Carmelo. Yeah. You have three narcissistic ball hogs. That's what I mean. The but team. the interesting twist that just happened the last couple of days is that Westbrook signed that contract. Now that doesn't mean he has to stay there. Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. But that was I mean, bizarre. I assumed me. he was going to try to go I to thought LA he and Paul George LeBron. were both going to go to L.A., yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was I was actually really surprised. I mean, I think probably the highest paid player had something to do with it. Oh, I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Because, yes, the narcissism <laughs> but, stepped in. I mean, he's like, I was MVP on a team with, like, uh, nobody. So I can right. <laughs> I can do that for a couple more years until I completely fall apart or 
Yeah, I don't know. but I could try to get some guys to play here for a year or two. But again, if you're still sticking with the theory, even though he signed the contract, that he and Paul George are gone, does that mean Carmelo Anthony is going to stay in Oklahoma City? I don't think so. Oh, fuck no. I don't, how is he gone? He has to get traded somewhere. That's what I mean. He's but still that gone. Was, I mean, that's why it's an I interesting guess he's the MVP, but like, I, that's not a super tradable contract. No. The biggest one in history. <laughs> no. <laughs> you basically that's like, not can you give me your whole team and I'll give you Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's... And that's why I think that takes him out of the running. It, it certainly takes him out of the running to go to the Lakers because all the Lakers have are young pieces. They're not going to trade most of them away just to get Russell. Um, yeah. He could no, go to the Clippers. I, I, the Clippers, could, could, they're kind of falling apart as well. So, And I I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers missed the playoffs this year. Yeah. It's a very real possibility. Blake, you know, Blake Griffin yeah. falls apart in month three or something. Yeah, around game 45, he'll be done. <clears throat> and then it's just DeAndre... That's it. Reddick's gone. Son. Chris Paul's gone. <laughs> Austin Rivers is there to run the show, but yeah, Austin Rivers. Who, who's he passing like to? Me and you on the wings. Player. I mean, come on, it's not going to work. <laughs> gonna, it'll be interesting. I mean, you've, you're known for your rebound prowess, but I just don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd grab too many with people over six feet tall. Nope. Or even five eight and athletic. <laughs> I think you'd be. No, tall, I can... so. yeah, maybe. When's the last time you played professional – not professional, organized – the last time you played professional basketball was never. When's the last time you played organized basketball? 15 years ago? 20? Uh, probably 20. Yeah, exactly. Last time I played basketball at all. <laughs> so I think I'm correct in my 5'8 five, five, with athletic abilities. They probably have an upper – Yeah, upper I mean I think Isaiah Thomas could probably outboard me. Guaranteed. And he's only like 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. Isaiah, a team of Isaiah Thomas, Muggsy. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not fair. This guy's can all dunk. Wait, I don't know if IT can dunk. But... I'm sure he can. All of them have a much better chance of dunking even today than you do 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, 100%. So, anyway. I, this is just an aside, but I remember when we were little, uh, I, was, I would ask Dad, like, why can't you dunk? I was like, you're six feet tall. You should be able to dunk. He's like, yeah, I can't dunk. Well, much in the same way that I was <laughs> I was somewhat infamously um, confused as to why we would occasionally <laughs> – why we would only occasionally bump into uh, African-American people on the ski slopes. And I came up with a theory that it was basketball season. So, of course, they weren't out there skiing. That made perfect sense to me at the time. Dear God. Because I was six years old. So – what are you gonna do? I do. I do remember you saying that now. Actually, <laughs> I even I pondered. I went halfway up the chairlift and I was like, I think I know why. Because it's basketball season. Uh, Sheldon skiing. I was six years old. I know. I'm just saying. You thought our you, completely unathletic father could dunk because he's six feet tall. <laughs> I'm making the same leap of faith. You never know. True. I think I think mine might have been a bigger leap of faith. <laughs> Yes. In retrospect. No pun intended. It was a complete and utter leap of faith. Anyway. All right. Um, so enough basketball talk on the podcast that we're not going to have basketball talk. We can, we'll can. we do the full basketball conversation next week. Um, have to make an outline. Yeah, exactly. I, we had no – I had nothing written down for this at all, which is probably – I've made some quick notes on, probably clear on the show. to everyone listening. Yeah. Yes. To the the one person that may listen to this, the dozens and dozens of ultimate listeners, a year from now. So, um, oh, I mean, once we get famous and they go through the archives and be like, "Oof, first show was a little rough." <laughs> that's what 
you're going to do. You're going to look back and laugh, just like me. <laughs> in any event. Okay. Well, uh, we'll do this next week. And, uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So that's it. Thanks to my brother for calling in. Thanks to everybody for listening. Everybody might be three people. I don't know. Um, again, like I said earlier in the in the episode here, it's just a pilot episode. Let me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. Any any comments you have, any suggestions, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, again, I intend to do these once a week. We shall see. Uh, but I, I feel like that's not asking too much of myself uh, to come up with enough material to just do once a week. It's not that hard. Um, so that's my intention. I'll hopefully get on a bit of a schedule. I don't know when this is actually going to be released. Probably midweek. I don't know. You'll see based on the upload date. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening to what, for now at least, I'm calling Super Trooper Happy Hour. And uh, until next time, guys. See ya!